0: Seeing you here. <laughs> How'd you get into our house? Uh, good afternoon or morning or evening or. Night. Night or mid morning? Or pre dawn. Future dawn. Post. Supper time. This is Chattahoochee. <laughs> We're here to answer questions. I think we have more than we answer. I mean, we generate more than we answer. <laughs> In we're the, questionable in the for sure in the entropy of the universe. Oh, it's you know. a
1: it's a net loss for sure.
0: No, it's a net gain of entropy. Right, it's a net loss of order. Yeah, even just, now we're generating disorder. It's hot in here. Our brains have mostly melted, despite our best attempts to cool them with ice cream. <laughs> we ate so much ice cream, you guys. We gave it such a valiant effort. But the heat cannot be evaded. It's about to get real dicey here. <laughs> let's just ask, let's just, let's do a question. Um,
1: we have a lot of new listener submitted questions, so this episode is going to skew probably a little toward the silly, because our friends and listeners are a little ridiculous.
0: Uh, okay. Wait, so are the ones? I think I see what's going on here. Let's let's do this one. Hit me with it, Casey. If the earth is truly flat, what motives would the elite have
1: for telling us that the earth is actually spherical? Is it just for fun? This question is from
0: my childhood friend Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Um well, Derek, I need I need to cogitate on this. Oh I don't know if
1: you meant to be anonymous. Sorry for outing you, Derek. I won't say your last name. If I accidentally say it, Jen will edit it out.
0: Yeah, I'm really good at editing out things like Casey says. You guys don't even know. You don't know the half of it. Um we should do a live stream of this sometime and then there, there's no oh, ending.
1: I would I would not survive. We need to, I would be executed. We would
0: need to have it on a delay. <laughs> we would have to have Gnome over here with like an expletive buzzer. Um so this is an interesting question because it's like one of those things. Where, how can you possibly understand the logic of something that's illogical, you know? Like, I don't even know. I don't know. Where, where would you start Start attacking this from?
1: Well, I heard a crazy statistic. I don't know if this is at all reputable, but in one poll that was given to I don't know whom, 6% of people said that they believed the Earth was flat, or at least were not
0: sure that the Earth was a globe. But why- why would we learn in school that it's spherical? What would the motive be? Why would there be some kind of conspiracy that is so pervasive that it extends to all schools across the country, across the world? With so many people believing that the
1: earth is flat- I have to at least give them the benefit of the doubt. I haven't seen
0: it personally. Yeah. I mean, we could all be laboring under mass delusion, right? But there's the whole thing that, like, if you're looking out on the horizon, if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're at the ocean, if you're at the beach, mm-hmm. and you're looking out on the horizon, and a ship is sailing towards you, mm-hmm. uh, you see the mast of the ship before you see the rest of the ship. Which, and that I think that's how this works, and so then that indicates the s- sphericality of this great Earth of ours. Because if it were flat, like think if I were like if I have a piece of paper, and something is on the edge of the piece of paper, you see the you would see the entire ship. Yeah, simultaneously, it wouldn't. Well, just to play devil's advocate, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I personally can't remember a time when I have <laughs> seen the mast of a ship before the rest of it. it. What you're saying makes sense, and I believe that probably I've seen that, but I can't remember a specific time, so I can't say for sure. And, I mean, flat earthers, a lot of them believe... I don't know if you've seen... I saw a short documentary about a flat earther convention...
0: Really? Yeah.
1: And a lot of them believe that the Earth is surrounded by a an ice wall. And that's, like, when you hit the North or South Pole, I don't remember which, you what you're actually seeing is a big ice wall that's around the perimeter of our disk world. And so maybe I'm just brainstorming, but maybe the elites know what's beyond the wall. And it's and like... And it's great, and they want to keep it for themselves. It's
0: like how people named Greenland Iceland and Iceland Greenland attract exactly. everyone. Exactly. This oh has my happened god. before, people. <laughs> it's not a first. Uh. Oh my god. I believe you now. I don't know, man. Maybe
1: there's great riches beyond the ice wall. Some people believe there's there's more to the disc world beyond that ice wall, and then there's a, an even further ice wall after that. I mean, gravity... <laughs> gravity,
0: we all believe in it, but... How do you know that it's real? What proof do we
1: really have of gravity?
0: Uh, okay, so this reminds me of this hilarious story about... Have you heard of this about turtles all the way down? Yeah, my brother quotes that all the time. Okay. Whenever there's a lot of something, he says like oh yeah it's marshmallows all the way down okay well i'm gonna tell the story because i love it so i think it's it's been attributed to several different people um but i guess it goes to william most of the people say that the story comes from william james who uh what did william james do he was a philosopher i guess and psychologist oh he was we're on wikipedia (laughs) If you want to follow along at home, we're on the William James Wikipedia page. <laughs> he was a pragmatist. Anyway, so I guess he was, um, he was giving some kind of uh, talk somewhere, and he was, oh yeah, so he's lecturing on cosmology and the solar system, and then this lady came up to him afterwards, this old lady, and said, your theory that the sun is the center of the solar system and the birth... Earth is a ball which rotates around it has a very convincing ring to it, Mr. James, but it's wrong. I've got a better theory. And William James, being the pragmatist that he was, played along and said, What is that, madam? And she said that we live on the crust of Earth, which is on the back of a giant turtle. And he continued to play along with that and said, If your theory is correct, madam, what does this turtle stand on? And she responded to that and said, You're a very clever man, Mr. James, and that's a very good question, but I have an answer to it, and it's this. The first turtle stands on the back of a second, far larger turtle, who stands directly (laughs) under him. Then James said, What does this turtle stand on? To this, the old lady, crowd triumphantly, I'm ripping directly off of Wikipedia right now, It's no use, Mr. James, it's turtles all the way down. So, are you saying that it really is turtles all the way down. We are living on a disc world, bouncing on the back of a giant turtle. Yeah, who wrote those books? Um, Terry Pratchett? Terry Pratchett, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe do you have a better actually- theory? <laughs> and, I mean, I subscribe to the generally accepted scientific theory of Earth as a sphere, but short of that, if that is false, I guess I don't have a better theory.
1: <laughs> yeah, ruling that one out... I think there have been many things. Okay, I personally believe the Earth is a sphere, a globe. Yes. But I, I'm not going to argue with a flat earther because
0: yeah, you know. So, so if if this is a ruse, if the Earth really is flat, are we agreeing that the motive is likely that there are riches on the edge of the Earth that? the elite are trying to hide from us that's my top theory okay i i I can get on board with that casey i mean
1: if we believe the earth is a globe and we have no disc in our mind to imagine the limits of then (laughs) what did you
0: just find Something that I'm not ready to get into. (laughs) Go ahead with it. Continue with what you're saying. Um,
1: Jen Jen has vetoed (laughs) one of the questions in the Google Doc. Anyway, um, if there is no disc to imagine the edge of, then we are kept kind of within the bounds of the disc without even knowing we're in the bounds of the disc.
0: Is this like are we are we getting Truman Showed right now? We could be all on our very own Truman Shows. That's what I, that's the takeaway
1: I get from this. If there this. were a Truman Show, I would probably watch it, honestly. Yeah, I think I would too.
0: But I probably... It, I don't know. It's probably super unethical. It is. But we do unethical things constantly as a that's society. That's true. Why stop now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alright, next question. Casey, do you like pineapple on pizza or not? This is coming straight from Yahoo Answers. <laughs> cooking and recipes... <laughs>
1: I have not had pineapple on pizza in a long time. What? We should have oh had God. that for dinner tonight. Uh. What did we have for? Oh, we had turkey burgers. That was yep. great. Well, I don't eat ham. I haven't eaten ham in like many, many years. But you eat bacon,
0: so what's the difference? Don't tell people that.
1: <laughs> I'm not ready to admit to the world that I eat bacon. <laughs> um, I, haven't eaten, I have not eaten ham in a long time, and I never liked ham so pineapple usually comes along with ham on a pizza. That's accurate. So I just... No one makes just a pineapple pizza, and I'm not really attracted to it. But when I was little, and I didn't know any better, and just ate whatever was around, I did enjoy a good ham and pineapple pizza. Interesting. Jen, from your violent reaction, <laughs> I take it that you enjoy
0: pineapple and pizza. pizza. Um, you know, that's funny. I don't know why I reacted so strongly, because I'm actually pretty neutral to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um but apparently the people of Yahoo answers are not because there are 168 answers to this question. Contentious. I've never seen that many responses. Um but it seems if it's mostly positive? Yeah, if it if pineapple is on pizza, I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. But I do like having ham with it. I feel like it be- the saltiness of the ham. Yeah, you balanced- don't want just
1: a sweet yeah, cheese
0: pizza. <laughs> Um, but it's interesting because I don't really like pineapple on its own or in things.
1: I love pineapple. My brother but, and I in high school used to, if we were both stressed out about school, we would go to Hannaford and just buy a whole pineapple and just uh, butcher it and d- eat Demolish it. it. <laughs> yes, just demolish it on the kitchen island. <laughs> uh, it's an island
0: food. It, it is an island food. <laughs> that makes absolute perfect sense. Anyway, I think we tackled that one. Uh, yeah, I don't- people feel so strongly about that, and I don't really get it. Some people like it, some people don't. Just deal with it. Don't (laughs) yuck other people's yums. Yeah, I'm not sure why it's such a- it's so
1: outrageous to some people. Uh. I guess it's the sweet and salty combination. Today we had popcorn that was cheddar and caramel, and it was great. Yeah. Sweet and salty it it was great work.
0: Alright, I feel like we need- we need a, like, a serious question here. Yeah. So- here is one that is slightly more serious. This is coming from our slash advice. We're deviating a little bit from Yahoo Answers on occasion. We don't want to discriminate against all the other advice seeking aggregate website users. Yahoo Answers is our bread and butter and
1: always will be. Don't be concerned. But Reddit needs us as well.
0: Sometimes you need a little bit of that dill. What? You need, you know. <laughs> Bread and butter, it's a type of pickle. Oh, God, that was, okay. <laughs> I've been thinking about pickles a lot recently. Don't shame me. Today, Jen, Jen said to me,
1: <laughs> I have a, I have some very exciting new pickles. I fully thought she was going to say news. I was like, "What's your exciting news, but she whipped out a jar of pickles.
0: <laughs> and yeah, they were exciting, to but be fair. Casey gave them an 8.5 out of 10. I did. <laughs> Which Jen is...
1: pushed for a 10, but I had to stick my ground.
0: Alright, this question says I need some advice from anyone out there who has deleted social media How did doing that affect your life? I am sick to death of the isolation, the feeling of isolation it brings. Can anyone please share what they experience as a result of quitting Facebook for example? I want to go off the grid and go back to talking to everyone on landlines or with my actual voice. Irony of saying this while typing on Reddit noted
1: <laughs> Um...
0: That's a really good question.
1: I, I haven't ever deleted a social media, but I have abstained from starting social media. I think it's probably harder to stop once you've started.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: like, I don't have Snapchat or Instagram or anything, and I think if I had started and then left, I would be worried about what my absence would cause. <laughs> like, mm. if people would think that I, that that was a... A legitimate way to get in touch with me and if they tried to and then got upset like I'm just yeah. worried about people like um feeling disconnected but if people know that I have never had them it's fine I think I've thought of deleting Facebook especially after the super creepy <laughs> revelations about Facebook but like a lot of people it's the only way that I keep in touch with
0: yeah a lot of
1: Especially my family. Like, I really don't text anyone. I use Facebook Messenger to talk to most of my friends. Yeah. Um, it's just really convenient. So, I don't have experience with deleting social media. I have experience with not having it, and it's pretty easy. I'm sure it's a lot easier, as I said. Jen has probably a better perspective on this, because Jen actually has... I know for a fact she's gone through the process of once having Facebook and then deleting
0: it. Yeah. I do currently have Facebook, but it's exclusively so that I can correspond with my wedding venue. (laughs) And that's the only reason I reactivated it. I got really excited when I saw...
1: I don't think she thought anyone would notice, but I noticed. Yeah. Like, Facebook, like, notified me, like, hey, your friend Jen is back. Wait, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, that's so creepy. I know. And then I messaged her. I was like, hey, Jen, you have Facebook. And then she oh still God. refused to Be- communicate with me Be- via Facebook. She, like, messaged me on, like, Gmail or something and was like, hey. <laughs> Wait, people
0: got notified? I
1: I think probably not everyone did, but I think they probably, like, Facebook remembered how much we used to talk on Facebook when you did that That's so
0: creepy. It's very, we were I talking
1: can't... earlier about how creepy it is at, like, how instagram which is part of facebook i believe understands who you are even if you have no real identifying information
0: connected
1: i mean we couldn't figure out
0: how someone found me on instagram and i don't know how Uh, (laughs) jen has a secret instagram don't look for it you can probably find it (laughs) no i think pretty much all the people that i broadcast this podcast to i've also broadcast my instagram to as well I mean, not the people I broadcast this podcast to. Oh,
1: I wasn't even my thinking creepy about, friends. I wasn't even
0: thinking about your creepy friends <laughs> and the
1: creepy random people who
0: find us. <laughs> um, okay, so my perspective is, all right. When I was in college, I didn't get Facebook until after I graduated from high school, which I, I feel like was already pretty like I was pretty late on that bandwagon. Yeah, even I got it in high school, and I was yeah really resistant to new it, technology. It, <laughs> technology. And then I had it for a couple of years in college, and I used it. I was a regular daily user. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you kicked heroin. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I think I first deactivated it during finals period or something. I was like, I don't need this distraction. Yeah. And then eventually I just never reactivated it. I did it. I, I deactivated it once during finals and then reactivated it after finals were over. And then like the next round of finals, I just deactivated it and never came back. And I do, I do not miss it at all. And Are there people that I would keep better in better touch with if I were using it? Yes, absolutely. But I feel like overall getting rid of it and ceasing using it has had a net positive impact on my life because I really feel like I was falling prey to the whole, like, oh, everyone's life is better than mine because yeah. of what they're posting on social media.
1: From a psychological perspective, <laughs> From a psychological perspective, um, Facebook for sure depresses people and makes them anxious for exactly, hypothesized, for exactly the reason Jen was saying, that you compare yourself to people's, they say, like, their highlight reel. Yep. People post, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, we before. Have, we have. People post the greatest things about their lives, and you compare your normal everyday life to that and it makes you sad, basically. And they've done actual studies where they have um participants. I was gonna say subjects, but that's dated participants. Oh really? Yeah, you're not supposed to say supposed to say subjects because it makes it seem like they're not willing
0: participants. Uh, like you're experimenting yeah. on
1: them. If they're participating then, You're In experimenting
0: sense. on them instead of with them. Right. We're experimenting
1: <laughs> with them. We might not tell them until after <laughs> but they have participants just use their own Facebook, like scroll through for like fifteen minutes. They have them take a depression inventory before and after. I'm sure there have been many uh, replications and variations of the study, but people are on average way more depressed—not way more, significantly more depressed after participating in Facebook. Yeah, and they have found similar results for other forms of social media. They're all bad. I happen to remember from one study, Snapchat is the least bad. Yeah. So if you're gonna choose one social media, yeah, I think you said this last,
0: last time, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still what my belief is, um, and I think it's because it's more of a one-on-one interaction than a.
0: Yeah, so that's what I would. I I think I kind of have an interesting point. So I have a Snapchat account, but I never. Like, look at people's posts. Like, you can post stories or whatever. Yeah. And I never do that. The only time I ever open Snapchat is if someone messages me on Snapchat. And mm-hmm. basically the only person that messages me on Snapchat is my brother. <laughs> um, and then with Instagram, so I have two Instagram accounts. I have a, a personal Instagram, and then I have one that I associate with, like, streaming and running, and it's, like, anonymous. And, and not anonymous, but I don't go around telling people I know in real life about it. And one is, like, my real name and stuff. And, but the one that I have my real name on, I know, like, the people I follow are people I know in real life. And I try not to, like, scroll through all the different posts on that one. Because whereas the people that I follow on my other account are people I don't know. They're just people that post things about, like, subjects that I'm interested in, like art or video games or running. Um, And if I look at those posts, just, like, scrolling through them, it doesn't make me feel bad about myself. But if I go through on my other account and scroll through posts and see, like, people, like, on camel, like, ca- riding camels and stuff, then I'm like... People you went to high school? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, my life is pretty boring, hey? Uh, so I think it definitely matters how you use them. Yeah. And if you use them with people you know in real life, then it it makes it a much more negative experience.
1: Yeah, that's not what I would have expected, but the way you explained it does make sense.
0: Yeah, and yeah. the same thing with Twitter. I have a Twitter account, but I, I have that associated with streaming and stuff, and so it's people that I know through that, but it's not like people that I grew up with or anything, and that doesn't make me feel negative emotions, I don't think. Yeah,
1: I think social media is less social and more media than we tend to yeah. think. It's more about... I mean, this is gonna sound, like, cynical, but it's more about ad revenue and less about being social with each other, because if you think about what social media is, a lot of it, like, Twitter and Facebook, it's a lot of just, like, screaming into the void, (laughs) and other people can comment and stuff, but it's... It's not how normal social interaction normally works. Yeah. Like, the way we interact is in, like, groups of two or three. Right. And, like, that's a nice... It feels like a nice, healthy, wholesome interaction. Yeah. But Facebook is, like, you're screaming to, like, 400 people. Right. And so, maybe a who's of them, gonna like,
0: listen? Someone yeah. listen to me. Yeah, it's just, like, oh, everyone only 10 and people soapbox. listen to me.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. like, everyone is screaming at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't listen to everyone. You can't expect people to be paying, like, genuine
0: heartfelt attention to, to that, that you <laughs> yeah and the uh, other thing about facebook which i think proves my point about it's whether or not you know the people on your social media platform personally is that i think pretty much on facebook like you know everyone yeah like, that's the whole you wouldn't add people you don't don't know on yeah, i don't facebook. think most people use it that way yeah so then you yeah that just goes back to what i was saying before about how You have, like, a direct comparison to people you know, and you're like, wow. So I think a really useful thing about Facebook, as much as we've
1: talked bad about it, I think a really useful thing is the feature of you can, like, deactivate it and reactivate it. Yeah, yeah. So I think for this specific question, I would say give it a trial run, maybe a week or a month. Oh, yeah, the actual question. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Going back (laughs) to the actual... Uh, question at hand, I think it would be a really good idea for you and probably lots of other people to do a trial run of not having Facebook, just see what it's like. A lot of times, human minds, I watched a TED talk about this, human minds are amazing, especially your frontal lobe. Especially your <laughs> um, frontal lobe. It
0: all comes back to the frontal to lobe We need to rename people. this <laughs> podcast something involving frontal lobes.
1: If you have any ideas, <laughs> preferably puns, send them our way. Um, The human frontal lobe is an amazing machine for running um, simulations, basically. Jen is coughing. I think she might be dying.
0: (laughs) (coughs) You good? Not yet. She's not good. (laughs) (coughs) We can edit this out. Some of the podcasts I listen to are like, oh, we'll edit this out when someone says something really embarrassing. And then they just don't. And then they don't edit Uh it out. Uh-oh. We'll see what happens (laughs)
1: Okay, go. Okay. The human frontal lobe is a an amazing machine of running simulations, thinking about what will it feel like, what will it be like if I do this thing, or if this thing happens. And it's, like, surprisingly good at it, but it's definitely not perfect. It's far from perfect. It's not as good at predicting outcomes as we tend to think it is. And so, basically, the take-home from that is if you think... Think you'll hate or love something? Try
0: it. Try anything once. Maybe not. Try <laughs> lots of things <laughs> once. <laughs> uh, any risky behavior you can think of, we completely endorse. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. I don't know if that comes across. <laughs> anyway, try deleting Facebook. See if it's what you imagine it to be like. Right. What's the worst that's gonna happen? I like. <clears throat> I like thinking. I like taking that train of thought. When I'm considering something, like, and I'm hesitant to do it, and I ask myself, what's mm-hmm. the worst that's going to happen? Like, what is what is the absolute worst case scenario? That
1: is so helpful, and I
0: always forget to do that. I think it's really good. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, oh, like, maybe I'll it's be a something little- something I can deal with. Yeah, like, maybe I'll, I'd be a little embarrassed, or oh, yeah, like, maybe something, like, kind of awkward would happen, or oh, maybe I'd break a leg, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you <laughs> right. can judge, you have a better-
1: Instead of just feeling a vague sense of dread or negativity, think about the actual plausible worst case scenario and then you can do an actual accurate cost benefit analysis. And then also ask yourself,
0: yes, employee your fully hopefully, maybe potentially, fully developed frontal lobe, or you're developing frontal lobe. Give it some flex. Give it work it out a little bit. (laughs) It's a muscle. It's Uh, not. (laughs) It's not, but we can pretend it is. Uh, and also ask yourself what's the best possible outcome yeah because if the worst possible outcome is you break your leg mm-hmm. and the best possible outcome is you get to take a cool picture then right. maybe it's not oh worth my it. god
1: are you like coming for me right now because
0: I... <laughs> am i i didn't am break the... my leg am i, I
1: throwing <laughs> shade <laughs> i've definitely risked life not in... life but limb <laughs> to take cool pictures Um, Uh, anyway. Throwing some
0: unintentional shade on Casey (laughs) here. It's got
1: personal. Um, yeah, definitely do some, I mean, you have to think worst case scenario, best case scenario, but you also have to factor in the likelihood of those things happening. Like, if the best case scenario is great, but it's super unlikely to happen, you know, take that into
0: account. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's really good advice. It's, it's very complex, but hopefully that gave you a little bit of guidance. Uh, alright, I'm gonna, I'm tackling this next one, because I, I think I know the answer. Alright, take the reins. Uh, I think this, does this come from a listener? Yes. Yeah? Alright. A listener asks, why don't they make canned broccoli? And I have never considered this before, but I think I have an answer. Uh-huh. I think it's because, like, broccoli just gets real, real soggy. So you couldn't... Oh. Think about, bro- think about how soggy broccoli gets... Like, but isn't it. Doesn't it only get soggy when you add heat? What if you, you kept it cold? Cold? So you mean. But it has. To, so it would be raw canned broccoli? Do you cook everything you can? I. Uh. <laughs> I don't know a great deal about canning, but I think so. Like, if you have yeah. canned peas, they're cooked. Are they? Yeah, I think you're
1: just. What if you just cook them real quick? Anyway, I think you might be right. And this question reminds me of our first episode when we talked about why don't we have banana juice? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a similar answer, but similar vein of questioning.
0: Uh, also, broccoli has so much surface area. Yeah. I just feel like that oh, plays into it yeah. as well. I can't really describe exactly how. I think it traps that... too many germs. But if you can it properly, there shouldn't be any germs. Well, there are germs
1: when you put it in the can, and then maybe you do cook it and get rid of the germs. Obviously, <laughs> we as don't as know as enough too about. I think we're onto something. We haven't quite figured
0: it out. I'm gonna look into this. Okay, I'm very curious. But canned— bro- I love broccoli, but canned broccoli sounds absolutely disgusting.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a big like... fan of cooked broccoli, but it does sound really gross. Yeah. Uh...
0: Okay. Here is another one that is in the same vein. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Wait, the same vein of broccoli? No. <laughs> uh, same vein of social media. Okay. Okay, so this person, this is another question from Advice, and they say, accidentally liked an old message from an ex. I was scrolling through an old conversation between me and an ex on Facebook Messenger when all of a sudden I accidentally gave it a thumbs up. We haven't been together for f- almost four years, and this is super embarrassing. I'm not sure how I'll be able to get over it. There's not actually a question here, but I think they're saying... What do I do? What, yeah, like, where do I go from They don't here? even know
1: enough to ask a question, but they feel like they need some advice. I think that that's a very relatable thing. Um, yeah. I I've just definitely recently, done things like that before. Yeah, I just recently... Okay, Facebook, you probably don't know, but Facebook Messenger... By you, I mean Jen. The listener yeah. probably does now. <laughs> Jen, as we said, does not have Facebook Facebook has a new-ish feature where in Messenger, if you hold a message, it gives you, like, a set of, like, six react emojis, so you can, like, thumbs up it, thumbs down it, you can, like, heart eyes it, you can, like, shocked face it. Okay. Okay. To a specific message. Okay. And the very scary part about that is, yeah, if you're scrolling up through, you like your thumb accidentally will, like hold a message for too long, oh. and then it's very very easy to like accidentally react to something. It's so easy. I was just a couple months ago. I was showing my friend who may be listening to this podcast. I was showing my friend some messages from another person just because I, like, wanted advice on what to say, and my friend scrolled back a little bit and oh, accidentally... reacted I believe, on your behalf. Yeah, I believe they did a shocked face to a <laughs> message that was... shouldn't have been shocking at all, and it was from, like, a week ago. And fortunately, this person... the person I had been messaging, we were, like, close enough that it wasn't super weird. <laughs> Our relationship wasn't such that it was super, super weird. But, yeah, it's... And then my friend and I did a test of... If you react to something, and then... Because you can... And uh, and really quickly unreact, You can undo it, but the person does still get the notification. Oh, yeah. Or at least in our trial, they still get the notification. So, yeah, you can undo it. Like, the first Redditor who answered this question said, delete the thumbs up, but that won't fully solve the problem. It won't be there anymore, but they'll get notified.
0: Yeah, so I... this Something similar has happened to me where... uh, a place associated with my work has a Twitter account, and I'll check it. I don't follow it, but I'll check it on my Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't want... And I accidentally liked something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, oh no. And then I quickly unliked it, because I didn't want the person... I know who administers that account, and I didn't want them knowing about my Twitter account, just because, yeah. like like I said, I don't want people for my... Like, people that I work with, or people that, I don't know, I know, like, sort of tangentially. Yeah, cross-contamination. Yeah, yeah. I like I have I kind of, I have an online life and I have a personal life and there's she's like she's leading some, a double life and she wants the, to keep it though like the Venn diagram of those two do overlap a little bit but overall I keep them relatively separate <laughs> <laughs> and yes I was very concerned and the thing is like if that happens to you like I'm sure that the recipient has done the same thing before but it doesn't yeah. make it any less awkward it does yeah well the the terrible thing is, I mean, I
1: think this person is saying it just indicates that. It makes it obvious that this person was reading messages from years ago. Yeah. So it, it puts them in a position of a lot of vulnerability. Yeah, of course. Being like, I'm still thinking about this
0: ex, and yeah. now they know it. <laughs> right. But I think, like, I think everyone does that to some extent, but that still doesn't mean that you want to broadcast it. Right. It's like, I don't know. Everyone sweat, but you don't want other people to notice your sweat. Are you thinking about sweat because it's very hot in here? Probably. I, yeah, I'm
1: definitely sweating right now. Um, again, I feel personally attacked. Um, I like the second Redditor answer on this question, which is, just chill, it doesn't matter.
0: I think that that's terrible. I think, in theory, that is the correct approach to take, but yeah. I don't think that it is practical. It's definitely a
1: little dismissive of the question, but I think... It gives a little bit of perspective, like, yeah, maybe it doesn't matter, it won't matter in the long run, I mean, (laughs) I guess you could, like, face this head on and message the ex and be like, hey, I don't know if you noticed this. I've been thinking
0: about you. I've been
1: thinking about you. Yeah, just make it even weirder, just Just lean into it. Just own it. Just own it. Hey, I've been thinking about you, just don't, don't ask any questions, don't request anything, just send them that.
0: Yep. And then it's no context. It's very clear and it makes it look like your choice. <laughs> <laughs> yep, lean into it. That's that's the advice that we're rolling with. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do one more question or. Ooh.
1: We should probably end this one here. Okay.
0: Yes. Yes. Th- this is the end. This is the end. <laughs> don't. Wait. Don't, no. don't panic! <laughs>